It's 11 a.m. on Friday, and you know what that means. You're listening to TNT in the mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr. And I'm Thomas Lynn Murphy. Lock in and join us in talking all things sports from the Plains and around the SEC every Friday at 11 a.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. It's a busy week here on TNT in the morning. Auburn men's and women's basketball, two opposite sides of the spectrum. Auburn gymnastics on an absolute roll right now, taking down Alabama last week. And y'all, we've got a dumpster fire on the planes right now that we're going to have to talk about involving head coach Brian Harson immense allegations and rumors. Well, all this and more coming at you right after this on TNT in the morning. Welcome back, welcome back, TNT in the morning, right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy, joined today in the booth once again by our good friend Zach Carr. Zach, welcome back to the program. What's up, guys? How are you feeling today, guys? Everybody doing okay? Have a good walk into campus. It's a little rainy today. Yeah, it's a little sluggish this Friday. I don't it's know, it's just muggy. Morning, and, yeah. I've been up since 6 o'clock this morning, though. So. It just doesn't feel like the normal like Friday. It's not the normal Friday. Yeah, it reflects uh, what's going on. Right it now. absolutely is an indicator of what's going on in the world. Before we get into Auburn Athletics, wanted to go ahead and just do the basic rundown. Today is Friday, February 4th. Auburn men's basketball is back in action tomorrow. I know that Zach and I are headed to Athens this afternoon and to everybody else heading to the game. Uh, if you're an Auburn student listening to this or Auburn fan abroad, headed to Athens, Georgia, wishing you safe travels. Be very careful in this nasty, nasty weather we got going on here. So before we uh, now, now that we've kind of touched all of our bases, we're going to get to women's basketball here in a little while. I usually do that at the top of the show, Thomas Lynn. You know how that goes. Uh, but before we get there, dumpster fire was the only word I could come up with. And this is uh, not in any way my, my opinion on any of this. You guys understand what we're, what we're here to accomplish. Uh, this is not us giving editorial. This is us keeping everybody informed. Auburn Twitter has um, it's been a train wreck, guys, in the past uh, 2448 specifically the last 12 hours, mm-hmm. uh, spe- especially. I know, Zach, I called you at 11.30 last night, which you're st- you, and you were studying for a, a Spanish test. So Zach's mom, if you're listening, and he flunked a Spanish test, just know it's my fault. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, uh, I'm just going to give a quick rundown, and then we'll, we'll talk a little. Obviously, we're not going to editorialize on this, but as much as just kind of speculate what this could mean for the program. Uh, there are rumors uh, surrounding Brian Harson. Uh, Rumors came out, I guess, two days ago, I guess Wednesday night, correct? Kind of yeah, when they yeah. started surfacing. Yeah, it was Wednesday night. Wednesday night really gained traction on Thursday uh, about the possibility of Brian Harson having relations with one of his assistant coaches. Uh, that is, as I like, as I specific, just said, I want to make sure that it is crystal clear those are rumors. I'm just transmitting what I have heard and what I have read. Uh, on threes, Justin Hokinson reported today that on threes is ready to is prepared to uh, analyze the. The future of Brian Harson and his tenure at Auburn, should that come to a close today after following the Board of Trustees meeting? Uh, we've we've seen in the past, you know, since the season concluded, there have been 18 transfers up until today. Lee Hunter makes the 19th transfer after uh, mentioning in his his farewell Instagram post not that it was not the – I guess I'll just read it. Auburn is a quote – excuse me, quote. Auburn is a special place and always will be. I'm still a true Auburn man, made man. War Eagle forever. I always loved Auburn since a kid. My old teammates, I love you and learned a lot from you guys. Be great no matter what the reason. I chose to leave Auburn because we got treated like we wasn't good enough and, and like dogs. That's quote. That's the quote. 
uh, and 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 actually, I believe this is there's a second part to that, uh, where he mentioned that Brian Harson's got something to the effect of the right winning mentality, but he he basically called Brian Harson not a good person. Uh, this is all factual things that happened, uh, and, and it, it has been a rough past 24. Like I said, board of trustees meeting. Uh, they should be beginning within the next 10 minutes per Justin Lee to discuss the future of Brian Harson at Auburn. Brian, uh, Coach Harson told ESPN today, ESPN just released an article about 10 minutes ago, quote, any attack on my character is bull blank. None of this is who I am. Uh, we're on public radio, so I have to keep myself, you know, obviously PG. But that's where we're at, guys. Uh, I mean, you don't want to speculate about what did and did not transpire. Uh, but you can speculate about this is not good for the Auburn football program. No, that's for sure. I don't even know where you begin here. No. I just think it's funny how it's the players that have transferred away from Auburn and a lot of them have gone back to Gus Malzahn that then come back at Brian Harson and calling him and treating him like dogs, had too much control over him. Well, Brian Harson is trying to change the culture at Auburn. I mean, not, I mean, to be honest, Gus Malzahn kind of let things slide a little bit. He was very lenient. I mean, that's why everybody likes him. Is he's a great person, great guy, but Brian Harson's here to win football games. And he's trying to change the culture, and if that means you can't go out and do your normal stuff on a night, I mean, I mean that's just how it's going to have to be. And – I mean, I'm seeing on Twitter now some of the current players, Derek Hall, and some others are, like, clapping back on Twitter and stuff, saying that they support Brian Harson 100%, that he's got the right mentality and everything. So it's it's honestly like which side are you going to take and who are you going to believe, and I don't even know if there's the right person to believe at this moment. And you hate to speculate, right? Yeah, it seems like players have two very different sides. sides. Like Chandler Wooten said, we didn't need a best friend, we needed a coach, and that's what we had. And then Lee Hunter, who transferred to UCF earlier this offseason, said that he has a true mindset for a winner but has a terrible mindset as a person. So you kind of have these two different sides of, like, what people want in a coach, especially as a player. It's it's very interesting, and I, and I wanted to offer an apology to everybody who follows TNT in the morning on Twitter. I did tweet this morning that we were going to have walk-on linebacker Brooks Walton, who will be graduating in May, uh, come talk to us about what's what it's like to be a a walk-on, which I think everybody at this table is very excited to hear that interview next week. We did bump that back for the sake of I don't want to get Brooks's name uh, tangled up in anything that's, that is rep, you know, discussing his coach and the future of his coach because that's simply just not his fault. Um, and I think that it's very important. Uh, Auburn Twitter kind of jumped quickly yesterday um, on, on the attacking the character of Brian Harson, attacking the character of the young lady who I will not mention her name on this radio show. I'm assuming you guys are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh who has been alleged to have had relations with Coach Coach Harson? Very quick to jump on on this this rumor, which that, that's not atypical for Twitter. But there was a Twitter Spaces last night that had over twenty four hundred people in it, and I'm not talking about just you know burner accounts. I mean Pablo Escobarner was 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 one of the one of the leaders of this. I can't remember what the other uh, young man's name was. Uh, both of them were good mediators, by the way. They were not throwing shade one way or another. They were saying, here's what we know. Uh, there were other people that came in that then escalated this Twitter spaces into a dumpster fire, but that's another another conversation. It's 
somewhere between I'm going to go off on a limb here, and I don't, and I hate to you know speculate, but I'm but I'm going to uh, not about the character of Coach Harson, uh, about anything like that. It's somewhere between a fabricated story and the truth, and I don't know which one, which direction we're headed. Does that make sense? No, I hundred percent agree. I mean, if it's true about the affair and whatnot, I mean. I mean, obviously, everybody's in agreement. Like, you can't have that here. Running a football program, like, you got to go. But if it's just a bunch of people coming together to make a rumor about a person just to get them canned and fired and get who you want as the new head coach, I mean, that's sad and pathetic. And, I mean, I I, I don't want to be a part of a program that has people like that, honestly. And neither do recruits. No. Yeah, no. Let's not forget this came on the heels two days after National Signing Day. Where Auburn signed zero student athletes. Yeah, we had a negative on the day. We had a person transfer out and no one come in. So bad, uh, bad look for for Auburn football and and Harson on on National Signing Day. It's 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 weird how this is all all the stars are aligning right now. And like I said, you don't want to speculate about. Excuse me, how to hiccup there uh, about the nature of everything because there's a very real world where where this this is all. A lot of this is true. There's, there's, there's substance to this. There's also a very real world that some poor girl has now had her life turned upside down because of some, you know, for lack of a better term, bull crap that people made up. Uh, so I think that it's important that you know people on 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 social media and and, and the Auburn Twitter, which I we've talked about the Auburn Twitter family before, and the Auburn Twi- Twitter community, they are a wild group of people, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Usually, it's a positive thing when it's around basketball. <laughs> Football is a quick way to make people angry. But just be very careful with, with where you, who you come at and, and, and what commentary you provide here. And that's something that we urged. And Zach, I know you and, you and Jake Gonzalez did a great job of talking to our staff at Eagle Eye yesterday about this on, uh, via group me. Yeah. The, the nice midnight group me text, uh, which was necessary, uh, about, you know, let's say that editorializing until we know the facts. But now we're going to editorialize. <laughs> but not, not really. If... And let's play in a hypothetical world. Brian Harson is canned this afternoon, which I think that everyone at this table we've discussed uh, that, that that's a very real possibility. We we don't know for sure. I don't want to say I'm for certain, but I think it's a very very real possibility. If there's any substance and this gains any traction, that Brian Harson will not be the head coach of Auburn come Monday. Is there a world where Auburn lets go of Brian Harson and retains Alan Green? No. I don't see that happening at all. Honestly, I have no idea. It's it's hard for me to imagine it one without the other. Yeah, because Alan Green fought so hard for Har- for Harson. I just don't see him staying when the donors don't have when he doesn't have the donor support. It's it's a weird line to walk, you know, uh, because right after this this also comes falling. I mean, what a wild week it's been in the state of Alabama for sports. Uh, we've 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 had at the beginning of the week. Bruce Pearl signed the one of the richest contract extensions in college basketball. Yeah, the lifetime contract. Essentially, yes. He's now a higher he's a higher paid coach as it stands right now than Brian Harson annually, and his he has a quarter million pay uh, upgrade step each year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess step up is the word I was looking for there. I was finding the yeah. word, but you almost wonder does that that do enough to save Alan Green from the fire that he's going to take. And I'm not. By the way, I'm not adversely being critical of Alan Green. I, I actually have always supported Alan Green. Yeah, I like Alan Green for what he's doing with 
um, Bruce, but I just don't know. When football is the big moneymaker here, it's hard to contradict the the donors and what they want for football. It's 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 like walking a tightrope right now, uh, and and you almost feel bad for AG. Uh, I, at least I do, because you know this is not what you wanted swir- swirling around your program. He already had to deal with. Let's be honest. This is not the first time we've seen Auburn Twitter start a coup. No. I'd like to look back to this time, I guess a little bit before this time last year, but hashtag stop Steele. When it was, it became clear that the donor base wanted Kevin Steele as the head coach of the Auburn Tigers, which you know, personally, if I'm an Auburn fan, that's probably not what I want, considering his track record at Baylor when I think he was handed the keys to a Ferrari and then wrecked it. But this is not the first time we've seen something like this. I kind of hope it's the last. I don't think it'll be the last. I don't think so either. I don't think it'll be the last. I will say the stop steal thing was actually probably uh, good for Auburn because if Kevin still would have hired Auburn, I mean, it'd be even more of a train wreck than it is right now. I don't know that you can say that confidently. Yeah, this is bad. I can say it confidently because, honestly, you go back to October, Auburn beats Ole Miss. They still got a chance to win the West. Lost to A&M. I mean, that was a fair and square loss. But then after that, I mean – Bo Nix gets hurt. You blow that lead against Mississippi State. And then, I mean, from then on, I mean, you got T.J. Finley, who did not play up to standards. Was, I mean, Auburn would have won the Iron Bowl if Bo Nix were there. And, I mean, honestly, that record was is a lot better. I would say Auburn should be, should have been like an eight-win team this year. But injuries and blown leads, that's what it will do to you. Thomas Lynn Murphy, you heard it right there. Auburn should have been an eight-win team should there not have been injuries. We're going to talk a little bit more about Brian Harson on the other side of this two-minute push and PSA break. We'll be right back with you. You're listening to Weekly 91.1 FM and TNT in the morning. See you guys on the other side. Welcome back. Welcome back. TNT in the morning. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy and joined today by our good friends, Zach Card, sports director of sports production. Yep. Eddie, I can never get you guys. You literally have my old job, and I can't remember which one <laughs> you, guys, you guys have. You guys are all such a... You know, we got a power trio over there leading the charge at Eagle Eye TV. So, very proud of all the work that you guys do, by the way. I don't tell you guys enough. But, uh, thank you. Yeah, we, 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 I do what I can. I try to, you know, make my fans happy. No, I'm kidding. Anyways, before we uh, left for the break, we were discussing the looming fate of uh, Auburn head coach Brian Harson amidst allegations and rumors, if you will. I guess it's not allegations until it's official. Um, I guess they're just rumors at the moment. But, Let's play the hypothetical game, guys. The hypothetical game that everybody's playing on Twitter. Why don't we go ahead and join in? Uh, let's say in the in a world where Brian Harson is terminated terminated this uh, this afternoon, which uh, you know, regardless of what how you feel about Coach Harson, if you're a listener, that feels like it could be a very real possibility as of right now. Where does this put? What's the best analogy you guys can come up with about where? this puts the state of the Auburn football program because I think we all agree it was already kind of bad. Three years even more so backwards. <laughs> I mean, Three years backwards? I mean, it's going to it's gonna be a hot minute. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I was, I was talking, to, uh, talking to one of our faculty advisors earlier today, and he made a good analogy. He says, if this is true, emphasis on if this is all true and this is all plans out, this is going to be a an old Miss-style rebuild without – scholarship revoke revokes uh, revoke scholarship spots. I think he's right. Um you're looking 
You're looking at being set back, I mean, upward of a decade, guys. It's going to take a lot. Two coaches in, in two years is a problem. That would be three coaches in three years once, if this happens, uh, a new head coach on the Plains. The coaching carousel is pretty much settled now, so Auburn's going to have to just figure something out as, for lack of a better term, a Band-Aid. You almost have to go get, you know, Ole Miss went and got a Matt Luke, kind of a neutral guy that you couldn't like or dislike. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you've got to have a buffer between between if this is if this is true, between this scenario and whatever is coming in next. Because ultimately, if you're at the top level SEC program, you need a coach that's going to gain notoriety, not for publicity reasons, but that'll gain the attention and be intense with his team. Matt Luke was a Matt Luke is never going to be that guy. But you need that kind of buffer because, uh, let's be honest, I mean, if Auburn makes a bowl game next year, pan- fans should be ecstatic. This is, uh, I mean, I, I pro- I'm personally projecting Auburn to finish second to last in the SEC next year. I mean, it's very likely. I, I don't see a world where there's a team worse than Auburn other than maybe Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's it, just Vanderbilt, I think. So uh, if you guys are AG in a hypothetical situation that this happens, or the, the AD at Auburn, whatever, whatever that looks like, who, who's on your radar to go pick up? If, if at this late in the in the turn season, you 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 passed the early signing period, the regular signing period, you still got the late signing period, right? Yeah, you still got still late. still got the late signing period, but I, that, how you can't make traction that quick, right? What what is what is your move? Do you hire from within, or do you go out? Do you outsource this and try to just clean house? I mean, you can try and hire within, but I don't see any of those guys being long term at Auburn as like a head coach. I mean, you probably could try and go for like. Maybe Lane Kiffin, Mario Cristobal, even though Mario Cristobal just – Cristobal's at Miami, I think, forever now. Yeah. Yeah, he's locked in there. I don't think we're going to be able to – I mean, him. Lane Kiffin, shoot, John Gruden. I mean, I, I really don't know. Ooh, Gruden's gone from coaching forever. Yeah, uh, Kiffin, I don't want Gruden. My thing about Kiffin, uh, Auburn swung and missed on Kiffin last year. They did. Um, there was interest, I think, from his camp, but I think his ultimate goal is to take the Bama job. I, I, don't, I don't know how you guys feel about that. And taking the Auburn job is a surefire way to make sure you don't get a Bama job. Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think, Zach. Who would who 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 is a target for you? If you've even gotten that far, I've heard I've heard you know Matt Rule. I I don't I really don't know. I don't know to be completely honest. I have no idea. Matt Rule's good because he's proven in college with Baylor. But I've heard Bill Clark. That, that's, God no. That's UAB, no. No, please no. I mean, there's no, there's, you're not going to get an all-star hire. No. If you couldn't do it last year. I mean, last year it was clear that they fired Malzahn with no plan. There's no way that the, that the group could have had a plan to rep- replace Brian Harson should this have happened. No, there's no plan in action right now. There's no way. I've, uh, I've heard, you know, T-Will, the possibility of bringing T-Will back. I don't think he'd have any interest. It's... It's hard because there's going to be a lot of coaches that don't want to touch the program with a 10-foot pole. So uh, that's just – that's kind of where I stand on it. And uh, I think that, in my opinion, this is, this is a long-term ripple effect uh, that, that Auburn's going to be feeling. I, I kind of thought we'd have one last year where we were witnessing players transfer out that were still Malzahn's guys. kind of thought that that was what was going to happen on the Plains and then Harson would be able to get his guys in and Auburn could focus on building whatever the Harson culture is. But 
if this comes to fruition, I mean, you're having three culture, uh, two culture changes in three years. Yeah, that's even more transfers for the next two years. I mean, there will there's a real world where Auburn doesn't fill all of its scholarship spots next year. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Unless we just start giving scholarships to people that don't deserve one at Auburn, you know? Yeah, it's 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 tough, and uh, you don't want anybody in this situation. You, you really don't wish this upon anyone. Uh, you sure, surely, uh, and I'd, li- I'd like to put this out there, we don't wish this upon the Harson family. No. Uh, especially, you know, his wife, wife, daughters, and son. I mean, they didn't ask for this. Um, this is not... It's not fair to anybody, regardless of, of the validity. Well, I, mean, I guess the validity has a lot to do with it. But right now, especially, I mean, this is, this is a very, very tough look for Auburn football. And y'all tell me your thoughts on this. Does it make the Auburn job less, even less desirable for coaches, period, going forward? Um... Uh, the one thing that would make it less desirable is how much control the boosters want over the head coaching position because, I mean, a head coach wants to run his program how he wants to do it. But, I mean, we've seen in the past the boosters want to have a lot of control over what the head coach can and cannot do. So from a head coaching perspective, that's like one of the probably biggest things I would look for in the hiring process. But, I mean, it's still Auburn University. It's still a top 10, 15 football program in the nation. I agree. So, I mean, it it should be an honor to come and coach here. I mean, it's one of the best atmospheres in college football. But if the donors want to have control over you way too much, then I understand why you don't want to come because you got to control your football program how you want to. It's a, it's a question and you throw in the – the the transfer portal and and the NIL on top of all of this and I mean it's hard to manage being a head uh, head football coach at a at an SEC school of all places is a hard job to make people happy yeah borderline impossible unless you're winning national championships like Saban unless you're Nick Saban or now we can now we, we can now say confidently Kirby Smart it's it's tough oh I've, I've, I've uh, this one just popped in my mind Dan Mullen's been thrown around in the conversation yeah. And hear me out on the Dan Mullen conversation. If is he not a Matt Luke? I mean, like, yeah, people don't like him because he doesn't like to recruit. But I mean, at some point, if all you need him to do is damage control, he can win four games, right? Yeah, he'll come in and win four games for us. I think a lot of guys come in and win four games, though, especially with the top of talent Auburn has. I, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to take a stab at this, guys. Like I said, I, I don't, I'm not editorializing, and I, th- and I want to make sure everybody understands. I keep saying this, y'all, and I'm, I'm not trying to drive you crazy, but that everybody understands that this is not us giving our opinion on the situation as much about the situation itself as much as what the ripple effect is going to be, because it's not going to be a ripple; it's going to be a tidal wave. I kind of love that analogy I just used, by the way. I'm really yeah, that was about. really good. I, I like. Yeah, that. off the top of the head. I, I was just I like off the it. dome, man. I was, I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you guys, if y'all have any closing marks, you're welcome to do so. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm down to talk some women's basketball and kind of move uh, on. It is basketball season. Yeah, we're a basketball school now. So, And uh, we're going to be a women's basketball uh, I said we. Excuse me. Auburn's going to be a women's basketball school soon, I think. I think. Coach Jay's bringing the program in the right direction. And uh, had a very fun game to watch 
last night, actually. Yeah, it was great to be at. Auburn uh, fell by five at the hands of Mississippi State, lost 65-70. to 70. Almost looked like they were going to make a little run and come back at the end of the game. I had the privilege of shadowing Brett Bowen on the play-by-play last night, which, by the way, if you guys get that opportunity, you absolutely should. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Brett's awesome. Uh, so, things that we learned last night. Zach, you cover the game for Eagle Eye TV. Yeah. Auburn's much better when, honestly, Scott Grayson's not in foul trouble. Much better. <laughs> it is uh, It is unreal. And when Aisha Koulibaly is fed in the paint, it's crazy. Auburn scores. Yeah, I mean, she has continued to carry this Auburn team. It is It is. It is unreal. And, uh, I mean, there, there, are, there are bright spots. The, the reason Auburn lost last night is they left 12 points at the, at the free throw line. Yeah, it shot awfully. Well, Mississippi State shot off the charts. Over 50% from the field, 53% from three. I mean, when they're making shots like that, what can you do? You can't. And uh, 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 my only coaching critique from last night, I, I don't know how your vantage point, because I know you kind of got that weird obstruction with the goal from where the press box is. Uh, from my vantage point, Mississippi State is shooting the lights out from three. If, if, the other, if you know you're playing a three-point shooting team, what kind of defense do you run? Man. Yeah, okay. Auburn's running a 2-3 zone pretty much all night. Yeah, that was weird that I saw. I mean, we ran it well a couple times. We got them down on the on the shot clock, and they couldn't get anything going, but we just kept leaving them open. It was, it was odd um, to see the commitment to the 2-3, and I understand Harris is trying to implement her defense, her brand of basketball, and I get it. Uh, this season's already been, in comparison to what even expected, a wild success. Auburn's competitive in every single game they play now. Yeah, um, we rarely get blown out, blown out. Which is which is new. I mean, a, a loss by uh, 15 to Vanderbilt last weekend. Yeah, okay. Lost uh, a 10-point win over Tennessee, first top five wins in, 20, in 25 years. I mean, there's there, there are things to look up at. This team's already won 11 games? No, nine games. Excuse me, nine games. Nine and 12, which is... Well over double their win total from last year. So this team's already taking strides in the correct direction. I'm a firm believer that Johnny Harris has got what it takes. She's got the resume. And uh, as long the pieces are there. I think this team's going to look a lot different next year than it does this year. I actually think this team has serious potential to be, I mean, in the top half of the SEC next year. Yeah, I agree. Coach Jay's definitely bringing this program in the right direction. I think it's the number 19 recruiting class, something in that ballpark between 15 and 19, 15 and 20. Uh, recruiting class in the country in her first year and uh, there will be a, a drastic change from this year to next year for Auburn women's hoops we're talking Auburn women's basketball you're hanging out with us here right here on T- TNT in the morning good night Thomas Lynn I'm having a hard time today you're hanging out with us on TNT in the morning right here on week 91.0 FM don't turn the dial we're gonna step away for a two-minute push and pee essay break we'll be right back with you on the other side see you guys then Welcome back to TNT in the morning. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy, joining the booth today by our good friend, Mr. Zach Card. Card, how you feeling, man? You having a good time? Yeah, I'm having a great time. Let's bring the vibes back up. I know we talked some Auburn football at the beginning. It was kind of a necessary evil. Uh, but we got to talk about some women's hoops, which you and I, avid supporters of Auburn women's hoops. Yeah, I love going to those games. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to go watch them. If you are so inclined, you can watch them on SEC Network Plus on Thursday, February 10th. That's at Arkansas. Like I said, SEC Network Plus, you can also listen to that uh, radio call on the Auburn Radio Network. Should be a fun game between Arkansas and Auburn. Should be a close one. So, uh, like I, like we said, Coach Jay playing her best, uh, having her team play their best brand of basketball. Let's go from one side of the of the hardwood to another side of the hardwood, guys, and let's bring the vibes up because I know people around here love talking about Auburn men's hoops. 
I heard this team is pretty good. Yeah, how can you not love talking about this team? There's nothing not fun to to, to enjoy. Um, I'm going to go ahead, and this is going to be, I think, for the first time this semester I get to say that. No, nah, it's not the first time. But this is, it's always fun when I get to say this because I know people on Weagle, our, our listeners on Weagle 91.1 FM enjoy listening, listening to these words. The Auburn Tigers absolutely handed a massive L to the University of Alabama on Tuesday. And I, I know that people at home love hearing that one. Uh, final score was 100 even, 100 to 81. And uh, the final three points were scored by a walk-on whose name is – anybody remember about it off the top of their head? Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. I, I, I literally could not remember because I, I know most of the walk-on's names and I should know the entire bench. Carter Sobera. Carter, shout out Carter. Congratulations, man. Way to go. And the, the arena went nuts when he hit that 100th point. Yeah, Preston Cook also had two. Well, yeah, Preston Cook getting the score against Alabama. How cool was that, man? Auburn That's native, cool. senior, stuck through the program for the past four years, been through a lot with this team. Good for Preston. I just, uh, yeah, with the exception of about six minutes of the game, that was complete domination. Yeah, it was the first, like, first four minutes of each half. So I guess eight minutes of the game. Yeah, and Auburn, they normally have like those runs to where they just can't buy back bucket the other team, get score some, but then they always figure it out. And I mean, from then on, it was just pure dominance. Yes, yes. Uh, this this team, and 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 the, and the cool part to me is, uh, I don't even think that Auburn played his best basketball on Tuesday. No, they no. played really well. They couldn't make it three. I I. Uh, you never know. You never know. They got a game coming up on on uh, tomorrow. Actually, like I said, Card and I are headed out that way. Probably uh, you guys leaving after the show. Uh, yeah. Right on. So me and Zach Card will be witnesses, if you will. Um, well, I have the privilege of covering it for Eagle Eye. Oh, you so did get credentialed. I did get credentialed. Good, good. Colin credentialed as well. Yes, he is. Very cool. So if you guys need some top tier coverage, which I know you do, <laughs> of Auburn men's basketball, obviously. You know, our top tier guys like Justin Lee and Christian Clemente rock, but support student journalism. Check out Eagle Eye TV. We got some top notch guys. They're going to be running some awesome content. I'm sure we'll have sights and sights and sounds, I'm sure. Yeah. From uh, Auburn. I love those videos, by the way. The sights and sounds that you guys do is so cool. It's uh, gymnastics ones rock, too. Yeah. Those are those are really cool. Definitely check out those on Eagle Eye TV. Shameless plug. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Always. Shameless plug. I mean, Weagle 91.1 FM and Eagle Eye TV. We're friends. Yeah, we share the same office. Share the same, literally share the same office. Yeah. So, and we're all we're all buddies around here. So, support the great young uh, men and women that are up and coming journalists, and check out Eagle Eye TV's coverage of the Auburn versus Georgia game at Stegman Coliseum, which should be an Auburn home game. Another couple couple things before we talk about individualize and and really get into the into depth about the Bama game. I just got really excited about saying that one because I've I've been looking forward to being able to mention. By the way, sweep. Yeah, sweep. Um, been looking forward to mentioning that one because this team's so fun to talk about. Bruce Pearl got uh, paid, to say the least, last Friday during the gymnastics meet. Uh, so that was cool. We got a Twitter video from Alan Green saying we locked him up. And uh, honestly, I can tell you that just being in the crowd for the gymnastics meet, every person around me was yelling, inject this video in my veins. Yeah, it was a great video. I enjoyed that. And, I mean – Honestly, that gymnastics meet was crazy. That was my first time going to the gymnastics meet, and that it was honestly just as electric as a basketball. Hey, game. we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna talk about that in the next block. So sa- save some save some of those the, that that high praise because I agree that were you at the gymnastics meet card? No, I watched it on TV. Dude, you gotta go. I know. I it gotta is get to one. so fun. Uh, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. 
Auburn men's basketball. I was talking with one of my professors, Mr. Jeff Scherer, great guy. I highly recommend if you guys get the opportunity to take classes with him. Very, very knowledgeable. And he said, so, you know, he looked at me and goes, Harrison, where, where do you think Auburn's going to lose? Excuse me. For the remainder of this season. I looked at him and said, I just don't know if they will. I am certain, you know, in my, my, my mind, tells me that there's just no chance that Auburn doesn't lose a game. Yeah, no, we have to lose one, right? Auburn's got to lose one. But also, if you look at the rest of the schedule, Georgia, Arkansas, Texas A&M, that's going to be a sneaky, tough game, which got flexed to 11 a.m., by the way. Yeah, I just saw that. Which is cringe. Yeah. Um, and that's a home game at Auburn Arena. By the way, Auburn's not going to lose at Auburn Arena. I'm, no, I'm I was about to say, say that. that. We're not losing at home. Vanderbilt at University of Florida, Ole Miss at Auburn Arena, Tennessee and Knoxville. There's yeah, That might be the one. That's a tricky one. I that, was also thinking Arkansas. Yeah, that one and Arkansas. Those are the two big ones. Yes. Muscleman's got that team clicking, man. They are hot they right are. now. Mm-hmm. They're scary. But, uh, I mean, they don't have number 10. They don't have number 13 either. No. Or number zero. I mean, I'm sure they got guys that wear those numbers. but <laughs> That's the thing. I saw a stat after Auburn beat Alabama, and Auburn has three players in the top 20 in scoring, and Jabari, Walker, and Wendell. And in the top 20 in minutes per game, Auburn doesn't have a single player. So, I mean, that's crazy the amount of production they're putting out onto the court and making use of the minutes when they're given. It is unreal that Walker Kessler, no, excuse me, not Walker Kessler, excuse me, Wendell Green was named to a watch list for top point guards in the country. I cannot remember the name of the specific watch list. Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's why I have you all in here. <laughs> I, I know my stuff. I swear I do. I'm not making this up. Uh, and, and, and he's not a starter. And that, it, it, like, like I said, we've talked about this before. Auburn's got a starting six. We know this. Like, this is not yeah. new. There are six guys that, that rotate in and out and get equal minutes. Auburn has, I think, three of the SEC's top scorers. And nobody in the top ten for minutes. Yeah, it's insane. It also shows how deep we are. That that's exactly what the testament is. Yeah. yeah. So Auburn is ab- absurdly deep, and uh, you know what you know what deep teams are teams that are absurdly deep are able to do. Make deep runs make in the tournament. Deep runs. In the, that's how in Bruce Pearl does all his, makes all his teams is just in depth. He's always said that your starting five might be better than my starting five, but my ten are better than your ten. And it's yeah, you see, here's the thing about this, this year. year. His starting five are better yeah. than your starting five. Um, this team is, is is unreal. Is it crazy for me to just go ahead and say Jabari should go number one? I think, I mean, 100% he should go number one. The shots that he makes, I mean, the moves in game. That's I mean, not it's a just, college it's level shot. Pro-like. And honestly, he's going to be able to score even more at the pro level because there's no zone defense. It's all just man-to-man. So the paint is wide open half the time, and he'll actually be able to get to the rim more so than he can in college because, I mean, everybody just stacks the paint, help side, whatnot in college. But, you know, I mean, in the NBA, it's just going to be ISO. And, I mean, we see when it's man-to-man, he just takes his man into the paint, does a post-fadeaway, pull-up shot. And I mean, you know exactly when he's going to take it, too. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, he gets the ball, he does a jab step, you know he's going to take it, and he's going to shoot right over you. And if you try to contest it, one, your hand's not going to be anywhere close to the ball. Yeah. And two, you're going to slap his forearm like Alabama did like three times. Is it legal to, to be that line. tall and that good like with, with, with the ball? I mean, I understand that he's not the best ball handler on the team. And, and that's, that's an area he really can't approve on is ball handling. There's only like one person you can ask, and it's Kevin Durant. I, I hate making comparisons, but oh my gosh. 
It's like a spot-on comparison. I mean, it, it's KD. He's it's a shorter Chris KD. It's Bosh. Mm-hmm. It's Carmelo Anthony. It's all three of those players. It is It is just the things that he does on the court, they're, those are not college. That's not a college skill set. The shots he makes blow me away every time. I, I think that you you and I have been at games together, Zach, and I, I've looked at you and said, that's stupid. Yeah. That's dumb. It's one of those. It's not not a, a dumb shaker. shot. Not not a dumb shot. Just it's dumb that someone's that good at basketball. It's my You've seen me try to play. <laughs> Why could I have not gotten a little of that? You know what I mean? It's dumb. Not actually. I, I hope that people that are listening to Weagle 91.1 FM don't think I'm calling Jabari Smith dumb because I'm not. I'm saying it's just uh, baffling how good this guy is at basketball. And you know what the craziest part about all this is? He does not even – he quietly puts up numbers every night. Mm-hmm. It's never really the Jabari Smith show, really. Because, I mean, let's look – the em- em- emphatic jams, those are coming from Walker Kessler and Devin Cambridge. And every now and then you get the Dylan Cardwell slam and the blown kiss to the jungle. Yeah. This guy's not doing it on his own. No. And then, and then it's crazy. I've, I've never been a part of I, – I, I'm sorry, I get really excited talking about this team. I've never been around a team where I can ask a fan base – I can ask five different people who their favorite player is on the team, and you have a potential number one overall draft pick, right? And another is like and a everybody has first a first-round pick. And, everybody yeah. has a different favorite player because they're all so fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, just – Who are y'all favorite players? I'm a big Wendell guy, um, but, man, I love me some KD Johnson. What about you? I'm a Wendell Green Jr. guy. Wendell Green Jr.? I'm gonna go Walker. Walker. I just like yeah, the big see? Men you in see, the here's paint. my thing. I'm like, oh, I like him too. Like, yeah. And none of them was the first overall pick in the draft. It's crazy. Hey, it's 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 uh, it's unreal. I think it's, I think the reason that so many people are like, oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a Wendell guy. I'm a KD guy. They're just not trying to get too attached to the guys that are gonna be gone after this year. Hey, <laughs> um, and Zeb Jasper said yesterday that he intends to come back for sixth year. Yeah, I saw that. Did you not see that? You didn't. No. See that? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's back, back next year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Zep decided he wants to come back. I didn't know he had another year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Because of the COVID year, I'm pretty sure. I thought this was his COVID year. I, I think he's just like a fifth year. Like, oh my gosh! Okay, Zep Jasper. Can we talk about him for a second? Yeah. And and, and this is this is me being genuine. Give me a better on ball defender than than Zep Jasper. You can't. Yeah, no, I can't think of one. And 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 he makes the shots you need him to make. He can drive into the lane when, when he's when he's got a good screen, usually off the Kessler high ball screen. Which, yeah. by the way, it's dumb that someone's that athletic and set, set a high ball screen and be there for the rebound. That's absurd. Um, <laughs> Zepp Jasper, he's he's got good handles. He does not he does not turn the ball over. Never turns the His ball over. His plus minus is unreal. And the guy just he just finds people. You know what I mean? Like in in terms of he's not necessarily an offensive weapon, but he's an assist assist guy. Or at least like he knows. Okay, I can feed the ball here, and then we got one more, and we got a bucket. It, it, and, and people have to respect him, and he can pick you up at the half court, and you cannot shed him. No, the best thing other than his defense that he brings, and the reason why he starts for Auburn, is he doesn't turn the ball over. I saw a stat he turns it over like once every like twenty nine minutes, something like that. Yeah, and he doesn't play twenty nine minutes in a game, so it's one like. Every other game, basically. It's insane. It is unreal. We're talking about Zepp Jasper on cutting Zach off. I know he's got something to say. We're going to talk a little bit more about getting zapped by Zepp on the other side of this push and pee essay break. Do you like my like, little cringe bit, like moments? Yeah. I, I try. They fit. Thank you. They, they, on brand.
I'm yeah, super on brand. <laughs> we'll be right back with you right here on Weagle 91.1 FM on TNT in the morning. See you guys on the side of the PSA break. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. I'm Harrison Tarr, joined by Thomas Lynn Murphy and Mr. Zachary Card. Zach, I cut you off about Zepp Jasper. I'm very sorry. I'm going to let you continue because uh, let's talk more Auburn basketball while we're on it. Why not, guys? Y'all down? Yeah. Let's do it. What, what you got for me, Zach? I, I lost it, but <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at other things. Hold on. Let me talk, talk while I look. Talk while you look. It's okay. Um, Zepp Jasper's a good basketball. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Not just going to fill space, but let me know when you come up with that. Okay, with that I found it. There it is. He has just 17 turnovers in 509 minutes this season. This is the stat TL was talking about. That's one turnover every 29.9 minutes. That is basically 30 minutes. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how many minutes does he average? I was about to say, there's it's, no way that's, that's it's one like, of I think it's probably around like 17 to 18, if I had to guess. I don't even think it's 20. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's almost. Oh my god, that's one and a half one turnover every one and a half games, and that's just bonkers. Okay, we've asked everybody that's been on the show this Zach. Did I ask you last week? Underrated player on, on Auburn's bench? I think we discussed it a little bit, but I feel like my answer changes all the time. Your answer changes all the time. Okay. I'm gonna What's go, your answer today? I'm gonna go Dylan Cardwell today. Okay. Dylan Cardwell for today. Yeah. Foe today. Okay, why? Uh I just think he has a great presence on the court whenever Walker Kessler has to go out. I love the way that he hypes the crowd up. He just plays his role perfectly. I agree. He's great on defense. He's good at setting screens. He just does everything. And like you said, he's the jungle's hype man, and that's a perfect transition into just general question. And if and if you're listening to TNT in the morning, please tweet at me if, if you disagree with this. And this is at TNT in the morning. Or you can come straight at me at by Harrison Tar. Guys, just when I thought the jungle couldn't be any louder after Kentucky – People just proved me wrong against Bama. That place, I mean, there were so many. I mean, I got in line three hours before and didn't even get in the jungle. There was fourteen to 15,000 people in that arena because in standing room only. Well, I heard there were only going to be between eight and 10,000 loud people. Uh, yeah, per nato. Per nato. Per nato. Do you think you had to count the seats? Huh? Do you think he had time to count the seats? No, he was too busy complaining to the refs. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. But dude, in standing room only, it was five deep. Around the entire arena. That's crazy. And, like, they were letting students in all the way up until, like, five minutes into the game. God. It was – there were so many people. That rocks, crazy. by the way. That rocks. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, I I hate it for the people that are past the first row standing room. But, like, I, you know, like, it's – oh, my Lord. It is bonkers. That place gets louder and louder. And the crazy part about standing room is, like, after the first row, you literally can't see the court and everybody's just watching TV together. And people don't leave. No. And they're still loud. And they're still loud. Oh, I was screaming up there. Have you ever I – don't, I don't know. You were in the floor for Kentucky. You had seats for Kentucky. Yes. Okay. Did you go up in the concourse at all and hear how loud it was? It was, like, deafening. It was deafening in the concourse how loud it was. I'm amazed a window hasn't shattered yet, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, uh, it is bizarre. Uh, not, I don't even know if that's the right word. Jaw-dropping, Maybe. Just how unreal the jungle is, and, and let me let me give my you know credit where credits due. Jacob Hillman and 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 Jack Hart and Michael Floyd, those guys are the orchestrators of of, of getting everybody all coordinated. The students are are forming the body on their own, but these guys are, are are the hype guys. Yeah, have they not done just a beautiful job this year? They are amazing. It's unbelievable what they've done. I mean, all credit goes to them, and it's gone before the, them too. I mean, it's been. 
years in the making to get this to where it's at. And and, and BP's got to be just over the moon with the support. Because if you would have told any of us, you know, five, eh, not five years ago, but like when we were when we were really getting into college sports, college basketball, I, I don't know how old you guys were. I was probably nine or ten. Yeah, um, somewhere in that same ballpark. When you start actually understanding how the game works, um, if you would have told me that Auburn was going to be a true like all bought in, like we're going to be a basketball school, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, sure, an SEC school back. Ten years ago or whatever, I would have laughed in your face if it wasn't Kentucky. Yeah, no, I, I, I would have laughed at you. And this is as someone that did not grow up and didn't you know, didn't even grow up with aspirations to go to Auburn until I was in high school. And uh, I would have I would have looked at you when I was in like early high school and been like, oh okay. So you had one good year. Oh yeah, you know like whatever. Like everybody has one good year every now and again. Yeah, no, this is sustained success. And I got a really hard time believing it's not going to continue. Oh, it's going to continue. I mean, I think Auburn only has two players leave off this team, in my opinion. Yeah, now for sure. I think Flanagan's got to stay now. Flan- you think Flanagan stays? I think he has I, to. I think he does. I think he probably should have gone last year. But, I mean, I that. I mean, if you go back six months, I was saying he, it was smart for him to stay. But then the injury has kind of put him back a little bit. And, and there's no way anyone could have looked at that crystal ball and seen that happening. So Right, yeah. And, I still don't even think he's 100% from what I'm hearing. So, I mean, once he gets back to 100%, I mean, if he goes off next year, I mean, he'll he'll be a pick. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world. But, I mean, as of right now, the only people leaving is Jabari and Walker Kessler. So. And Bruce Pearl's a transfer portal wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how many people can you bring in to replace these guys? I mean, you can go get another center somewhere. Here, here's Here's the reality of things. It's going to work itself out. Bruce Pearl has proven oh, yeah. himself. It's going to work itself out. Auburn has established itself as a brand. I, I firmly believe that. I, I do. I think that recruits are looking and saying, "Man, I want to go to Auburn. I yeah. want to play basketball at Auburn." Like, I'm not saying that they are a. Oh, I you know I got an offer. I'm going to go to Duke, UNC, Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA. Like, I'm not. They're not there yet. And I, and I really don't know if that'll ever be on that level. I, I, I don't know. We can't, we can't look into a crystal ball and project that. But I can tell you right now. Auburn uh, recruits are looking at what Auburn's doing, what Bruce Pearl has accomplished on the Plains, and said, yeah, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, and they're looking at our students and how much we're bought in and how much we love this team. They're like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to be one of those guys. And as small as Auburn Arena is, can we, can we all agree here that Auburn Arena might be one of the only places in the country that got it right about putting their students on three sides of the court? <laughs> now, was, now everybody else is starting to do it. Yeah. I look at stadiums and it's on one side, like behind a basket. I'll be like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah. Make it loud. I understand ticket sales and blah, 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 whatever. Make your home court advantage an advantage. Auburn has done that. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, there are students that are unhappy with the donors that don't stand the entire game and blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't really seem to matter. People really seem to keep saying that Auburn's the toughest place in the country to play right now. I, oh, I agree. 100%. And that's no slide at Cameron Endor. I'm sure that, you know, when Duke's really good, Duke's really good right now. I'm sure it's a hard place yeah, to play. I'm sure they're crazy in there. Kansas, I'm sure that it's a tough place to play. I know that Rupp Arena is a hard place to play mm-hmm. because even their donors are on their feet going crazy. Blue blood basketball schools. Yeah. What Auburn's doing right now is is something that it's special. I, I don't have another word for it other than, guys, it just feels different here. Oh, it does. It's felt that way the whole year. 
the entire year. It, it, it is unreal where where this program has come from. I mean, Casey Harrell's got to be smiling somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Like he's got he's got to be thrilled somewhere. The foundation that the Pearl came in and, and the instant buy-in. If there's ever been someone, and I actually I kind of want to quote this is weird. I'm quoting my dad on my radio show, but I was talking to him. My dad's like, you know, if if Bruce Pearl wasn't a head coach, he'd be a great AD. And I was like, tell me more. I'm listening. Have you ever seen someone so invested in not just their program but the entire school? Nope. Yeah. And you go to all the other athletic events, men's, BP's women's there. here. BP's there, or he's got two, three, four, half the team there in, in support. I mean, we, soccer we, games. We I work mean, women's basketball games all the time. There's always men's players there. There's always, yeah. Dylan Carwell is a frequent flyer at the women's basketball games. So is KD. Yeah, so is KD. Jabari's Zep, made his way. Zep goes Zep a lot. Goes. I mean, Tennessee when Auburn got the upset. Wendell and, and Dylan. And, <laughs> which I mean, the height but, difference was so yeah. funny, by the way. <laughs> I mean, the basketball team was out there and rushed the court with everybody yeah, else. I got bodied by Dylan Cardwell. Yeah, I, got, I really got bodied by Dylan Cardwell. But it, it, it is brilliant. And, and this is not me trying to say Bruce Pearl's a used car salesman kind of person, but his sales pitch and his platform is brilliant. He, he has implemented himself and, and rooted himself so deeply within the university that the people love him. Did you guys notice? I mean, granted, Auburn's very, very good this year. But when... When UConn, when Auburn lost that bonkers double overtime game to UConn, which Auburn shouldn't have been in in the first place, should not have been in that position to even go to overtime with UConn. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just kind of okay with it. I mean, honestly, I mean you couldn't do anything at top of the game. I mean, UConn was making no, not just that. Game, but. When the team lost, Grant's only been once this year, and like we said, it'll probably happen again this year. But Auburn fans are just they're okay with it. Yeah, I mean, it was a double overtime loss. It's not like we got blown out or anything. Yeah, I mean, you can't be mad. I mean, the team and fought back each overtime into regulation to fight back. I mean, Katie Johnson got that steal and then scored to tie it again. I mean, it was just one of those games. It was just like a great college basketball game and exciting for everybody. And I understand college basketball is different than college football and games mean a little bit less than college basketball, even though I'm still in the mentality. Win every game. You play the game to win. But I also, you can't convince me that a little bit of that has to do with the fact that the basketball team is so ingrained in the Auburn community, in the Auburn fa- family, if you will. Because don't, you see Dylan Carwell everywhere taking his shirt off. I mean, it, yeah. it happens. It, it, I don't, I'm convinced the guy doesn't own a T-shirt. Uh, I think he just wears a, a zip-down hoodie just so he can conveniently take it off now. I mean, I guess it's efficient. I understand. Uh, but Dylan Carwell, you see him everywhere. You see Katie Johnson, you know, War Eagle fans, you know, I love you guys. You're the best in the country. Before the season started. Yeah. Like, th- this is not, like, new. This is dating back to pre-tip-off at Tumors. Once they get here, it's almost, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what BP is feeding them, whether that be, you know, actual feeding them or feeding them information and knowledge, but they are just ingrained in, 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 in at least making it look like they love this university. Not to take away from any other sport, because I have no doubt in my mind that, that, that you know, the kids that stick it out for four years at Auburn love at Auburn. But this team has endeared itself to the community, and it's carried light years. Does that make? Does that? Does that stupid tangent? Does that make sense? No, I agree, hundred percent. And uh, I, that, that's why when my dad mentioned that, I was like, you know what? You maybe maybe right. Bruce Pearl might be an actually really good athletic director. Future AD at Auburn after his coaching career. After his coaching after career, his <laughs> lifetime contract. Yeah, yeah. Stays alive till he's one hundred and ten. I mean, God, I love it. Well, if, if he stays alive till one hundred and ten, he's uh, he's won twenty five national championships by then, but. Honestly, he could. Uh, 
sorry, I uh, got a little distracted by one Jake Gonzalez peeking at me through the window, giving me a <laughs> thumbs up, which means there's no breaking news. And right now, boys, no news is good news. So, any any who, any uh, any closing thoughts on Auburn men's basketball before we go to the PSA break and then jump to, um, guys, I don't know if y'all have heard, but Suni Lee's pretty good at gymnastics. Oh, really? Yes, she's good. Okay. I know I you, wasn't sure. I I know I know it's 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 new. Everyone's getting used to it. I know you probably just know her as Dancing with the Stars Phenom. But uh I just know her as the celebrity letter holder for the letter N in Auburn. I mean there's yo, there's that, yeah. Also Darion's really good, so is Drew Watson. Yeah, this team's loaded. When we're gonna get to talk about it on the other side of the break. Uh any, Jabari and Sunni. I mean, top freshman tangent ever in college sports. Bruce Jabari and Sunni, the Holy Trinity. You're listening to We Go 91.1 FM and TNT in the morning. We'll be right back with you on the other side of the two minute break. We're gonna talk Auburn gymnastics. We'll see you guys then. Welcome back to TNT in the morning in three, two, one. It's noon now, so it's officially the afternoon. TNT in the afternoon. It's kind of like you know, Sports Center with SVP, like Sports Center after dark. Right. TNT in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, it does have a nice ring to it. I kind of like that. I'm Harrison Tar, joined as always by my good friend and co-host Thomas Lynn Murphy, and our good buddy Zach Card, whose spring breaks plans I crashed earlier this week. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, it's okay. Well, we're going to go watch a lot of basketball. It's going to be a good time. Y'all going to Tampa? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be there, too. Right okay, on. Cool. We'll have to link. Yeah, we will. For real. It's my 21st birthday, spring break, SEC basketball. I mean. It's my 22nd birthday. That's I mean, you got to be there. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you know if we're leaving Saturday or Sunday? No clue yet. If we leave Sunday, we're rolling out on my 22nd. Okay. Big big birthday boy vibes. I actually don't care at all. But Okay. But just a fun tidbit, fun fact for you for the day. Thanks. Did yeah. y'all get the all session tickets or? Yeah, we're getting all session. I think that's yeah. the plan. Like upper deck, I guess. I mean, I've been looking. Wherever I'm, they tell me to get tickets like is where I'm getting. Four hundred dollars. Like, yeah, we'll probably crazy. go cheapest. Yeah, cheapest. I got you. Yeah, I just don't know how the arena. Yeah, I just don't know how the SEC tournament tickets work. Cause I figured it was like first come, first serve seats. But, I don't think the SEC but, knows how SEC tournament tickets work. So honestly, you could get there, get nosebleed seats, and then. Find yourself and like oh oh that's that's the plan. Court, I mean, for the for the bad games. Yeah. Oh yeah. When no one's there. We're watching or... Georgia play Vandy. Yeah. <laughs> should be should be fun. Um. Anyways, actually probably be Georgia and Ole Miss because Ole Miss is really bad in SEC play. But anyways, we're uh we've got a couple minutes to kill here. I guess not to kill. We're gonna talk about Auburn gymnastics, which is just rocks. And then we're gonna be joined after the next PSA break by creative content creator, I suppose, for Auburn men's basketball, Grace Jensing. She'll be here momentarily. Had to get out of class at 11, uh, from, from 11 to noon, so she had to get across campus and school comes first, obviously. That is the mentality. Got to get your grades right before you can get your, uh, get your professional career on its feet because one leads to another. Let's get to gymnastics, guys, for a few minutes and um, just going to give the factual rundown real quick. Auburn took down Alabama inside of Auburn Arena, making it two straight wins over Alabama at home, which was pretty much unheard of. Alabama dominated Auburn for a very long stretch of time in gymnastics. Auburn won the meet 197. I love gymnastics scores, by the way. They're ridiculous, and they're hilarious. 197.525 to 197.125, which sounds like not much, but it's kind of a butt whooping. Yeah, yeah we kind of blew them out. <laughs> by less than a point. Which is, I less mean. Less than half of a point. Yeah. yeah. It's it's weird because it's kind of a thumping, you know? That's kind of like the equivalent of like a 10-point win in basketball, right? 
about, I'd say. Yeah. yeah something like that. I'm not an expert. I'm not either, but I, from my, my understanding. I mean, when you have your last gymnast in her routine, and, I mean, everybody knows who's the winner. I mean, it's, it's when you know. Did did have a lot of good moments in that. Suni Lee was your all-around winner in the meet. Everybody, let's, let's all act surprised. No way. <laughs> wow. An Olympic all-around gold medalist won the all-around at a – Two squad gymnastics meet. Is that her first? I think it was her first time. First time all around. And you want to know a fun fact about uh, Zach? You might have pointed this out to me, but if you don't, if you've never heard this, maybe you didn't. But Suni Lee decided like three days before the meet that she was going to do vault. I did not tell you that. That's crazy. Yeah, three days before the meet, she was like, "Yeah, no, I'm going to do vault and just do the all around." And uh, Grabo was like, "Okay, (laughs) sounds great." And um, narrator Suni Lee's good at everything. Um. Did 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 you guys know that she had to like make her routine less technical so it's legal for the NCAA on bars? I did not know that. I didn't know that. That's wild. That's on brand though. Yeah, that doesn't surprise and me. And you a can lot. still tell like her routine is like just so much more difficult and unique than every other gymnast too. And you can tell that like she's an Olympian. Uh, yeah. But let's not take away from from really the. Just the impressive nature of of all of this. Obviously, like I said, Suni Lee, the the all around uh, winner, da- uh, Darion Goborn uh, shared the title on bars with uh, Alabama's Luisa Blanco. Uh, she rocks her floor routine, kicked butt, and uh, sh- let's be honest, like Suni brings like everyone's attention. Darion brings the vibes. Yeah, Darion. I mean, she's a hype man for sure. So is Drew Watson. Right. Uh, ultimate hype men there like that it's, it's just fun to watch them all cheer for each other i think that an underrated part of gymnastics is all of them knowing each other's floor routines and darion and drew are absolutely at the front of the charge like dancing with them i'm making hand motions i wish you guys could see me on weagle because i think that i'm pretty close you know that looks right yeah yeah Thank i you. think you got it down i think that i could score a 7.3324 that's not very good i know that's not very good. Okay, just we're making sure. Uh, no, I know. I didn't say it was good. I was saying I could score a seven. <laughs> no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I'd be in the ones and twos. <laughs> yeah, I would fall and probably break something. Have to be carted off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you guys, Thomas Lynn, you said you were at the meet. Card, you said you watched it from home. Just a general question: favorite event to watch on the on in, in the gymnastics rotation? I'm not gonna lie. I was so excited after watching the gymnastics meet. I think, was it on Friday night or something? It's Friday night. Yeah. Um, Saturday morning, um, I got up and looked up on YouTube of gymnastics highlights. Of like They're electric. Olympian. They're sick. It was just, like, so cool. I think yeah. it has to be banned, but, like, on bars, like, they used to, like, they would swing down, come around, let the lower bar hit themselves, like, in the hip, and, like, thrust their way back up to the top bar. It's like the craziest move ever. It's got to be banned because I haven't seen anybody do it like lately at all. All right, so favorite, hmm, favorite rotation. That's a tough one. I'm a vault person. You're a vault. I like watching vault. I love the uneven bars. Uneven, so cool. I think it's I'm, all sick. Yeah, I like, think I'm gonna go uneven cool. bars. Uneven. Matter floor. Floor's fun too. I just the tumbling passes in floor are really impressive. Those are really cool. Yeah. Une- they all have. They're all really impressive to watch. Uneven bars is fun. I just, the air some of these girls get on vault, I'm just like, yeah, I would snap my ankle. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No doubt. And they land perfectly. Oh, yeah. Hands up. Yeah. Almost crimson craning, if you will. 
Got Crimson Cranes from all the team yep. afterwards, which was which was fun. I think that uh, I think that it was undoubtedly the coolest. I think it's one of the most unique, for sure, atmospheres I've ever been a part of. Uh, it was that crowd was electric. It was loud. I mean, I I know that like you're supposed to cheer when every, you know when when your team does well and or like after they finish an event. It was like dang near Devon Cambridge reverse alley loud. Yeah, you could hear it on TV over the commentators. Yeah, it just drowns them out. It is. It is bonkers. Is that normal? I don't. I, I feel like for Auburn gymnastics? might just be like weird. Like, I would never expect that for gymnastics, but I don't. Also, don't know a lot about college gymnastics. I, I'm. I'm with you, and we definitely should. Like, that's something we should look into. Tomlin is getting somebody on here that can talk to us about college gymnastics and give us a good, firm like understanding. Right. Oh, but, y'all should get Suni Lee on here. Oh, you know what? Yeah, no problem. I'll shoot her a text. Yeah, yeah, that's um, easy. I'll do that. No problem. Is she good? That's what I've heard. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Have y'all seen her? Uh, like her forearm tattoo. She's got that. She's got a Olympic, and the Olympic necklace. Necklace. I the drip is it's not fair. It's like just subtle too. Yeah. But she's always stepping out with her outfits too. You know what I'm saying? Like she she's always dripping. I mean, she she did got that that money. I mean, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that, and that's she earned every penny of it. Oh yeah, oh, she yeah. did. But she's dripping. Like there's some players, some athletes by the way, and at, at Auburn that I see just walking around campus and I'm like, "Wow. Your outfit costs more than my entire wardrobe." Mhm. And uh I'm just like, wow, you guys have drip. Like, I just, I'm wearing a t-shirt and khakis right now. I'm wearing the free t-shirt they gave out at the meet. So uh, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Now you drip, you drip a lot, Thomas Lynn. I try to sometimes. Some days I just like today I just don't feel it. So. Yeah. I mean that hat is pretty, pretty nice. So that the nice cream Braves hat. <laughs> Very nice. I wish y'all could see it on the radio. I wish you could. Hey, <laughs> hey we got Zach Card. You know what? Let's do a little fit check. Little, Nothing on little, today. Little drip check. Now you got the pearls and the the fi- 2008 finals hat. Yeah, 2008 finals hat. Uh, Celtics went to finals. Then I just have a, a a beige hoodie on and some black sweatpants. Okay, so there's the drip check. We we got we got, we got Zach in third place right now. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Zach, Zach Zach's got the pearls, so he's 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 Zach automatically dripped up. Thomas Lynn's rock, rocking a red. What was that? I I got the Dansby Swatson good energy hoodie on. Okay, that's drippy. Yeah. Got Braves hat, Hoka's Lululemon shorts. Mm-hmm. I I got my gold chain under here. Gold so. chain. Yeah. I'm more of a chain popped kind of guy. I'm, I I wear my chain on the outside of my shirt. I do too, but like with a sweatshirt, like you can't really. You do have a cross on your chain? Yeah, I do. Okay, I, my chain's just just like a plain chain, plain chain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking the um, War Eagle Auburn Gymnastics uh, just meet giving out free T-shirt with khakis and uh, tennis shoes I've had since the eighth grade that have my last name on them. Yeah, I saw that. It's a good touch. Amigo testicle. The it's Nike cool. ID. Yeah, I don't think my socks match either. I think they're different brands. Who cares? It's okay. Anyways, back to the gymnastics. <laughs> We had to do something quirky, right? I had to throw something in there. Yeah. We got the seasonal segment coming up later, too. And Grace is going to be on. Seasonal segment? Yeah. What's the seasonal? Valentine's Valentine's Day. Oh, Lord. It's always a good time. All right, Thomas Lynn. I'm going to let you open up the floor for you. Uh, Most impressive part of uh, the gymnastics meet outside of you can't say Sunni Lee being the all-around champion. That's a given. It's impressive always, but, like, not the most impressive part because you expect greatness from her night in night out. She's a phenomenal athlete. All these girls are phenomenal athletes, by the way. I don't understand how they do it. Uh, can you imagine being one of the one of the athletes that's like a walk on, and you and you go through all that on your body and you still don't see the floor? Yeah, no, no. Football's physical. Don't get me wrong. Football's yeah. physical. That just looks like it hurts at all times. 
Also, He's, beam makes me really nervous. Beam makes uh, me so nervous. I would sprain my ankle. I sprain my ankle just or twist it playing tennis the other day. Just going to chase a ball. Don't tell people that. I mean, I I would absolutely kill myself far on that beam. Dude, am I the one that freaks out a little bit on the dismount of the beam? I freak out when they do the flips on it. <sighs> Man, it scares or, me. Or they jump up and do like the like 180 with the legs. Like we really need to brush up on our gymnastics. Uh, we need like ling- like language and stuff for gymnastics. I understand the tumbling passes. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand tumbling, but past that, I don't like. I can tell you when they when they throw a full, when they throw a back. Uh, yeah, like I started like understanding understanding scoring more, and like like I'll see something and be like, oh, this is this score, and it'd be like kind of close. Did you know that it's a tenth of a point taken off if you step on step out of bounds on the mat? Is a tenth of a that's point. a lot. Yeah, they explained that on the on broadcast. the broadcast. Yeah, what, what did you learn from the broadcast? Don't enlighten us. Uh, I forgot a lot of it. I learned that if you step out of bounds, you lose tenth of a point. Yeah, okay. that about it. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't really paying too much attention to it, but whenever something crazy would happen, I'd be like, "What just happened?" And they'd immediately explain it. There you go. I mean, they have to. They're good at it. Yeah, because it's it was on ESPN two or main ESPN maybe, yeah. and so you have a bunch of people that don't know what gymnastics are watching it because it's just the ESPN demographic, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and they did a great job, the commentators. What do we think about the guys that paint up and mock the? Uh, other teams floor routine it's so great that i don't know if i'm sure y'all saw the video where the alabama gymnastics like she got done with the routine and like was facing them and she started laughing i mean it's so good it's crazy it's weird i don't know i like it but it's also kind of weird it's uh i think it's kind of cringe yeah especially the jorts i think it's amazing (laughs) a lot of people liked it it. a lot of auburn twitter loved it man i was just not I don't know. Also, like you can smell the aroma of their body paint, which is better than I guess body odor. Uh, but ugh, flashbacks to Crowville. But anyways, uh, better like better than body odor. But you, you can smell their body paint for everywhere and from like any like ten foot radius near any of them. And I'm allergic to body paint. Like I break out into rashes because I'm weird, and so I get like PTSD from the one time I got like hives. <laughs> so anyways, on that note, we're. <laughs> Got to step away for a two-minute PSA break. We'll be right back with you guys right here on Weagle 91.1 FM and TNT in the morning. We'll see you guys on the side of the break. Welcome back. Welcome back, TNT in the morning. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined by Thomas Lynn Murphy and our good friend, Zach Card. Shortly, we will be joined by one Grace Shinzing. She just got off the phone with me. She's running a little bit behind. Not a big deal. She said she was walking halfway between here and the arena, and she's a big gym gal, so I'm sure she's, like, power walking. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't work out. I don't, I don't. You guys work out? No. Sometimes. When you feel like it? Yeah, when I feel like I feel like, like I only call you when you work out. Well, here's the thing. I would work out a ton here if I know I wouldn't get a ticket or towed or booted driving to the wreck. And it's just a it's just a pain. Because like if I it's not ideal. The, if I get on the tiger transit, that just adds thirty minutes here, thirty minutes back, gotta wait in the cold for it. It's not ideal. I've I've thought about going and getting like a subscription or somewhere at a gym around here versus not. the wreck. Not like, ideal. I don't know. If I had a parking pass, I'd be there every day, but I don't know. Yeah. For students at Auburn, by the way, take advantage of the wreck. It's the nicest gym you'll ever be a part of. Yeah, it is crazy. Nice. It is the nicest, but I will say it. I do not enjoy going there when, like, during the day because there'll be lines to, like, use a machine. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. It's so bad. Like, I, I, like, lifted for, like, two weeks and then decided that was not for me. And I that was a frequent problem I had. I was like, I'll, I'll like, 
walk or run around the track and stuff. And then, when, like, by the time I'm, like, starting ready to be done to like, actually, like, work out, I'll have to, like, I'll just start walking around the track more, just looking and scouting out a open rack or machine or somewhere. And some, one time it took me, like, three more walks around the track to get an open machine. It was crazy. <laughs> Imagine. The track is nice, though. The track is I nice. I do love the track. If you don't want to just go lift, go run or something on the track. It's yeah. really nice. Or you play lift? basketball. You lift at all, Zach? I did over the summer. Yeah. I can't hear it. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, much. we talked about that. Yeah. Too much of a weight and stuff. It's all right. Zach and I have had a lot of time to bond in the um, Auburn basketball lines mm-hmm. this semester. He's gotten to know me better than he ever wanted to. <laughs> so that's okay. I got his roommate to sing karaoke with me uh, last week. Zach disappeared. He was, he was, he was tired. It was time for a nap. Kari- karaoke where? Uh, at a downtown establishment called a cafe. Mm. Yes. We sing uh, Why Don't We Just Dance by Josh Turner. You got a video of it? I want to see this thing. Uh, no, I don't think so. I did not know my roommate uh, went up there with you. That's he, funny. He did. Yeah. Colin was like, I don't really know the words, so you're just going to sing in the mic. I'm going to act like it. I was like, I got you. Okay. The words are on the screen, but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Now we had a good time. Sang well, classic, classic karaoke song, Why Don't We Just Dance by Josh yeah. Turner. So, before we before we get Grace in here, here in a moment, I'm just going to talk for just a second, and you guys don't have to chime in too much input, but uh, talk a little Auburn baseball and Auburn softball since they start up next week. Two weeks, excuse me. Um, two weeks from today, actually. Auburn will head to Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas uh, for the to take part in the State Farm College Baseball Showdown. Guys, it is a rough field <laughs> to start off the season. Oklahoma, number 12, Texas Tech, and Kansas State. All three Big 12 teams. Auburn is the outlier here. Also, all three teams that are historically very good at baseball. But, on another note, it's pretty cool. I mean, you guys can chime in on this one. It's pretty cool you get to start off your season at the like second or third year of this ballpark. Start right, off a season yeah. in like, a classic like that. It's always cool when you get to play in a major league. Had the World Series there year before last. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's true. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've been, uh, been kind of talking with uh, Jake Gonzalez and, and Dylan Lark. Hopefully next week, Thomas Lynn. We're going to have a little bit of a preview about what Auburn baseball is going to look like because actually uh, two weeks from today, as soon as we go on the air, Auburn baseball will be taking on Oklahoma. So first pitch will signify TNT in the morning. So, we'll, you know, if you're an Auburn baseball fan, you know, just turn on some TNT in the morning and listen while you're watching Auburn baseball. Hey, we might be doing the radio show while watching it. Who knows? We might just, you know, might put it on the monitor over here. We'll might do have play to. by play from we will not even want to. You know what? We'll just get sued by ESPN. <laughs> for using their video feed. Well, you know, I didn't think about that that deep into it. No, but, I'm down. Let's let's do it. But yeah, for legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that that'll that'll be a lot of fun. And also, Butch Thompson said earlier last week in his press conference, and I don't know if you guys have ever been to a press conference with Butch Thompson. Great dude, a uh, really nice guy. Loves to talk, and that's coming from me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Butch mentioned that. This season, the you know pre-SEC season, is going to be a really good kind of get knocked around, figure out what you're looking like. Because Auburn's a very young team this year. Uh, obviously losing Ryan Bliss last year, Judd Ward last year. Uh, Cody's gone. So it's, it's going to be an interesting mix. I think one of the only guys in the starting rotation that's returning is Cam Hill. Did you say Ron Bliss is back or no? no Bliss is in the Arizona, Arizona, Diamond, Arizona Diamondbacks uh, organization now. 
Brody Moore comes back, doesn't he? Brody Moore is returning, yes. Shanker is not on the team this year. John, Sam- John Samuel Shanker has shifted all his focus to football. Wow. Okay. Uh, there are currently, I believe, uh, per Jason Caldwell, I think there are 43 guys still listed for Auburn, and they have to cut that down to 25. Wow. So For baseball? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at his roster. His roster is long. Yeah, it's very long. So still very much in limbo what Auburn baseball is going to look like this year. Uh, the, the floor is bottom of the SEC. The ceiling is top of the SEC. Really, it's, it's that wide open. You just really don't know what you're getting from where. Got a, long, a lot of young talent, a lot of young left-handed arms on this team. Should be very interesting to see how that pans out. I'm actually way more surprised in my knowledge in Auburn baseball after writing one article about it than I, than I had. Uh, but like, uh, like Butch said, it should be, should be interesting to get knocked around. And, and interesting tidbit for you. In his uh, opening, I guess, beginning of the season pre- season preview press conference, Butch Thompson mentioned, and, and this is something you guys will think, I think you guys will find cool. I don't know if you saw this or not. He's, uh, he's taking a lot of his, his coaching philosophies this year from, I don't know, a guy who, uh, who coached basketball at uh, UCLA for a while. He was pretty good. Y'all ever heard of him? Coach Wooden? No? Winning one of, like, one of a bazillion titles at UCLA? Just a few titles. Yeah, I've, I've heard his name in passing, I think. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. Just kind of like the senior league thing. Just like. Appar- apparently, his whole offseason mentality, they've been working on like coaching like actual the mental side of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you looked at Auburn last year, they were really competitive in a lot of games. Uh, they've just found new ways to blow leads pretty oh, much they, night in and night out. Yeah, they did. And they had really high expectations and then just didn't pan out during the year. But, yeah, they blew a lot of leads. Yes, they did. And I think it's very interesting to see the the – Coach Thompson has kind of taken the approach this year that, okay, you know, maybe maybe it's a mental thing right now where we're having a mental block where we, we keep blowing these leads. And, you know, it's a defeating feeling, I'm sure. So he's taking he, – he took from Coach Wooden running straight lines about getting – and he's comparing it to bas- basketball to baseball. It was very interesting. And, 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 and I know this is going to sound like apples to oranges for a second, but, but hear me out because it, it did track after he explained it. He said, I understand that, you know, basketball is different. He wanted his players to run straight lines getting back on, getting back on defense so he can get rebounds, make defensive stops. He's like, I, I took, that, took that as a metaphorical approach. I want us to run our straight lines in terms of, you know, doing everything from point A to point B and not getting distracted by point C before we get to point B. Right. I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm with you. And, and, and his, his whole philosophy this year has been building upon let's work on – We've got the talent that we're going to have. We've got more guys than we need right now. So we'll, we'll figure out what the right pieces are as opposed to maybe necessarily the best pieces. Uh, other, if it doesn't work out for people, people will either transfer or just give up on their walk-on dreams. That happens all the time. But his whole philosophy is let's, let's learn how to not let any moment be too big or too small, which is imperative considering this team got swept by two non-conference opponents last year. I'm almost positive. I know UCF for a fact. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, I just thought you guys would find that fascinating. Because baseball is so much of a mental game. And, uh, I mean, I really don't know what to expect out of this Auburn team this year. Especially with how much they play. But it's cool that you bring that up because I remember like four or five years ago, it was one of like the early years of Bruce Pearl. But he had, I don't even know what you call him, but like the specialist in like mental stuff. Because Auburn was missing a ton of free throws and one like they were like in the last in the SEC in free throw percentage, and it was like a mental thing. So he brought somebody in and like had them like 
focus and like what's going on in their brain while they're shooting a free throw. Are they nervous because everybody's like eyes on them and stuff? And it's just like mental. And I don't know what they did to change it, but I knew ever since that guy came and talked to the team, Auburn's like free throw percentage like went up by like 10% or so the rest of the year. So, I mean, it's true. Like just like the mental part of a sport, especially like a season like basketball and baseball and how long and enduring it is. It can really get to you. I think you can compare free throws to relief pitchers too, in yeah. a way, yeah, in the same mindset. Because when you when you go to the free throw line, I, all eyes are on you. Yeah, and and, and it, it's a big moment where everyone, especially if you're the home team, actually, the road the road team they're going to be loud and rowdy, and that's what they've been doing all game. I actually think that shooting free throws at home might be more difficult because everyone is silent. You know what I mean? It's it's similar for like a relief pitcher when you come in. If you've got a lead, then you've it's it's your job to protect that lead, and 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 if. If they light, if the other team lights up the scoreboard, even if your team's making errors and, and making bad plays, it's on you. And in the same token, if you're down by one or two or even whatever it is, it's your job to make sure you're still in that ball game. Yep. So there's a ton of pressure on relief pitchers, a ton mm-hmm. of pressure on pitchers in general. But I think it's very interesting that they took a mental approach this year, given the fact that the real problem last year lied within the bullpen. Yeah, and I mean, when you come into the game with a relief pitcher, more times than not, it's when there's runners on base and they have potential to score. And you gotta you can't let the nerves get to you and you just gotta focus on pitch number one, pitch number two, and you can't just get let things get ahead of yourself, let the crowd get to you, the nerves and whatnot, and just get the mental game. That's all it really yeah. is. Like you said, you gotta focus on point A to point B before you can po- focus on point C. It's one pitch at a time. You gotta stay strong mentally to be a pitcher. I'm actually taking a class right now, guys. It's called Coaching the Mental Side of Sports. It's in our, it's in our school of kinesiology. It's an elective I took, and it's it's an online course. So like, it's not it's, – it's what you make out of it. And at first I was I thought it was going to be one of those, oh, I, all this time it's open, I'm going to blow through this. I've actually learned a lot of really cool things about it. Um, there are just so many more different avenues to go down coaching the mental side of sports than I ever imagined. And this is just not a tangent that I expected us to go on. But I'm kind of glad we did it because we're having a good conversation about this. And we've got another minute, so may as well just burn it out here. I think that it's really neat that coaches at the collegiate level, and I think it may be even even more imperative at the collegiate level if we can if we can help kids get in the right state of mind. The earlier we can get them to coach themselves mentally, like themselves, better uh, into a better state of mind, the better they're going to perform, regardless, and the less, I guess, the more fun they're going to have doing it. Uh, I think that it, it's really cool that we're now starting to put emphasis on, hey, like, wait a minute. Maybe there is like some aspect to this where we're we're better when we're in the right state of mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's your philosophy conversation on TNT in the morning. Sports I guess psychology, philosophy. sports psychology. Yeah. Conversation yeah. of the day. Really good conversation, guys. We were talking Auburn baseball. Like I said, that for the first game will be on Friday, February eighteenth at eleven a.m. versus Oklahoma. We're going to talk about actually right now. We have Grace Shenzing walking into the booth. So on the other side of this PSA break, we're going to get to. Catch up with someone who makes all the magic happen on men's basketball social medias. We'll be right back with you after this PSA break. See you guys on the other side. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. This is our seventh block. Thomas Lynn, I can count. Are you proud of me this week? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you haven't screwed up that much today. I, I, thank you. I really, you know, I'm trying. I do it for you, actually. It's all for you, Thomas. Uh-huh. You do a lot better than me. <laughs> Welcome back to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined, as always, by Thomas Lynn Murphy. We're in the booth today with Zach Card, and now we are joined by one Grace Shinzing. Who, welcome on the show, first time on air, right? 
Yes. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm going to turn your mic up a little bit since you're like a mile away from it. It's not a big deal. Whatever's comfortable. <laughs> okay. I'm like, you rookie. No, whatever. Yeah. No, I'm playing. So, Grace, uh, we brought you on today. We're, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. Um, I'm sure you don't. I mean, you probably don't pay attention. Auburn's got a pretty good basketball team. <laughs> yes, very good. Um, so, we decided we wanted to reach out because, like, your job's kind of sick. Yeah. I think you would agree. Your yeah, job's fun. It's fun. It's really fun. So I'm gonna. I don't want to like overstep here. So I'm gonna let you tell everybody like what you do, like what your position is, and then don't forget to brag on yourself about March Madness because if you don't, we will. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I started out doing just photography for football, and that kind of led into me making my own personal TikToks on the side. Um, and then Josh Wetzel, who is in charge of all things men's basketball social, reached out to me, and that's kind of how I started doing everything for men's basketball, and I. Worked under Caitlin as a freshman, um, and now I do game day Instagram stories, and I do some things on the grid, but now TikTok is our biggest thing that we're trying to focus on and grow. Um, but during the Kentucky game, yes, I did run uh, March Madness Instagram stories, so that was really cool. Yo, y'all, that's big time. Yeah. For real. That's huge. That's big yeah. time. And I was like, oh, God, if I have a typo or something, like. <laughs> <laughs> huge pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good thing you're on. You have even more pressure right now. You're on the flagship program of Weagle ninety one point one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm uh, playing. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all Thomas Lynn. I'm just here. I'm just a figurehead. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grace. So, well, what we wanted to like ask you about is okay. At least for me and you guys, we're just gonna kind of round table if that's cool. You guys yeah. ask your questions. This stuff comes out. We're not setting you up for failure. We actually think we all. Well, we, I think we all think your job's pretty dope. I mean, I, I think it's sick. It's something all of us would yeah. enjoy having the, having the privilege to do, and I think you know it's yeah. a privilege and to do it. and, like, the access is something that I never thought that I would ever be able to have, like, to be that close to the players and just, like, see their everyday stuff, like, something that a lot of people don't get to see and do, so. that you, yeah. that's you, Now you were wondering why we brought you on. Yeah. You're already answering our questions <laughs> yeah. here. Okay, so but for this team specifically, and we're, we're going to talk on uh, at the end. We're going to get your score projections for everything. We're going to we're going to talk yeah, about okay. picks around the <laughs> SEC. But for, for for right now, what has been the most fun part about getting to like you get to know these guys? Yes, yeah. I think that um, I've gotten to go to a couple practices, which is something that like you know, obviously, again, like I said, a lot of people don't get to do. Um, and at the end of practice, I asked them. I'm I don't know if you guys have seen it, but. The TikToks is like, what's the first app you open in the morning or something? Oh like yeah, that. I've seen that. You send them to me. I, yes. don't, I don't have TikTok <laughs> on my phone. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It'll pop up on my for you page every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your yeah. for you page is something else. Go on. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, they're they're trying to be funny, but they're also like, you know, we got to do anything for the views and right, stuff right. like that. Um, but yeah, I, they each definitely have their own kind of personality, and I think that some of them will show it more off camera than on camera or something like that. Um, but, yeah, and we, you kind of saw that, um, we saw that in the photo shoots and stuff. They kind of take a second to warm up to you and things like that. But, um, like, Walker Kessler, I feel like he was a lot funnier when I went to practice than, like, I ever thought. And um, so that was funny to see. He Does he ever not smile? Uh, he was really smiley at practice. He said that um, the first app he opens in the morning was the Weather Channel. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that because he's on a different like atmosphere than us? Like, is that why? Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that was a new one. That was interesting. But um, yeah. So. That's, that's sick. Cool. Yeah. Do you guys have? I don't want to cut you off. You have any questions? Uh, who's got like the, I guess most different personality than like what we see on social media and stuff like behind the scenes? Their personality is like completely different. And you'd be surprised mm -hmm. with. Now, don't be a narc. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, 
I don't know. I is KD on brand off when he's off camera too. Is he? Is, is that his brand all, at all times? Yeah, I feel like it is. Okay. I, yeah. That was a burning question. The piggyback it off yours. Yeah, yeah. I feel like KD is, you know, he's he's just as crazy, and you know, my friends on the equestrian team say the same thing on and off. Like he's just, you know, him. That is very much him. <laughs> so. Can't think of anyone that's a little bit different when they're off camera, though. Mm, I don't know. I think, I mean, Walker was one that I thought that he was like, you know, very quiet. Like at the photo shoot at first, he with Shauna when Shauna was here, he was very much like very quiet and was just like, "Do it. What do I do?" Like, you know. <laughs> Why does like, that track so hard? Yeah, yeah that he was like, just like, yeah, <laughs> he, was like <laughs> he was like, "What do I do? Like, where should I stand?" Like, he was like, "Do I smile? Do I stand this way?" Like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like I don't know what to do. All this stuff, and then like, I'm imagining Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then like at when I went to practice, he was very much like he just kept going on and on with like the app thing and stuff like that. And so that was did, I did not expect that. So at he all. went like ham about the weather app. Oh yes, absolutely. Like the full video was like very long and i was just i had to like cut it I was oh like, no what yeah. what all did he say about the weather app he like, just he was like you know like what do i wear he was like <laughs> he was like do i need to bring a rain jacket do i need to bring an umbrella he was like you know was walker like, kessler oh, carrying oh. an umbrella is just something i want to <laughs> see dude yeah. like, i mean that's just destined for a lightning strike oh my god literally i mean yeah. he's already a tree exactly yeah. so yeah have yeah. you seen the pictures of him with the burger fi burger because he's, he's got the NIL with BurgerFi. Yes. I, oh, I my God. He makes I it have, look like a crystal burger. I bet. <laughs> yeah. They, a lot of them have, have that now. Yet. A lot of them have, like, the same sponsorships. Cool. Yeah. So. That's fun. Yeah. What about um the memes? How have you adopted to the memes? The memes? Oh, yeah. Josh and I, you know, we're trying to, like, use those as much as we can. Because um, every time we post a TikTok, they're like, we need more. You need to put the memes in it. Everything like that. And now I think we have... It's like a pregame like song or something that like we're gonna um, y- try to use everyone's memes into like this one video so that like we share them all and stuff like that. So that's that rocks. Yeah, yeah. In the works, you know, we have to like keep them a little PG on the TikTok. Oh right, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, no, I get yeah, that. Yeah. As you should. You have, yeah. you have, you still got to represent a brand. I yeah. understand. Yeah. They can't use the South Carolina meme. But like, there's there are good ones like there are good ones like like the Barn Force one like you yeah. can use that you know yeah. what I mean yeah that I was think top tier. seeing the memes in the crowd like is the best thing yeah like, yeah in the jungle like the past few games yeah yeah and now Warrior Productions is they have a intro video with the memes and stuff oh, yes. that was really good yeah that's awesome yeah Zach you got I got nothing right now <laughs> Zach just thinks you're boring Grace I'm sorry uh, sorry I mean I, I job is super cool I'm starstruck. <laughs> Zach's over here starstruck. Just just pop your pearls a little bit more. Get some more confidence, bro. There you go. You got oh the got the God. pearls out and shining. And, and is there any homage to Bruce Pearl? It's kind of, yeah. Should I mean, I, I started it in July and then, you know, the Braves. <sighs> you can never take them off, man. No, yeah, Jock Peterson took after yeah. you. He yeah, did, yeah. You, you started it. I Actually, did, yeah. Braves he fans. saw me on the stream. He was like, wow, that kid. <laughs> that kid's got drip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You just gotta you gotta fill us in here, man. Like, there's so much that you get to do, like so much side of the sports world that you get to see that we don't. We get to see, I think, everything you do. You just we uh, let me reverse that. You get to see everything we do. We don't get to see everything you do. Yes, I think that my favorite part of game days is honestly the hype room. Like, that yeah, is my that looks incredibly hype. It's yes. appropriately named as as it should be. Yes, um, the lo- yeah, I think that those videos we sometimes don't use them all the time just because. 
the the service in the arena has been so bad and i tried to put them up on the story right away but it doesn't always work um but that has to be the best thing i've seen because you know our guys they're always obviously you guys see they're always dancing and it looks like they're always having fun out there and it that i think that i think alone is a great thing to see they're having fun like you know doing what they should be doing authentic yeah exactly because you know you, you don't see that with every team i feel like is you know they're all having fun together um but yeah the hype room it's always a different song every time and like they get to pick it before each game um so i'm told at least but um (laughs) yeah so i i like the hype room i think it's like you know their last little like moment together i guess before they go out and play so all right i got a question i got a question guys um y'all y'all didn't realize that you needed the answer to this question but you did all right talk to us about push and pee (laughs) i didn't know that was coming what just happened? Oh, my headphones came out. I can't hear you, Thomas Lynn. But yeah, go on, go on, Grace. We need to know who adopted Push and P first on the team. Who on the? Um, I feel like it was probably like Wendell or Jabari, right? I want to say Jabari. I, I think I, I would thinking. think Jabari. He loves that emoji. Oh, he does. Loves it. He uses it. So, he uses it all the time. But now it's like universal thing. It's like I did the hashtag on the. Um, I had to ask. I used the hashtag on the TikTok yesterday. Hashtag B and then the P emoji. <laughs> That's so Just good. Like it, it's kind of cheesy, I feel like, but I mean, you got to do it. I mean, a lot of what's what Auburn's doing is cheesy. Yeah, you should always throw it in yeah. there. Now it's the peacock. I mean, yeah. Yeah. How do the, how do the guys like the peacock? What are the, what are their I, thoughts I, on I, that? I think they like the. Pe- I think they like all of it. It's all about yeah. the culture. I mean, yeah. You got to do all of it. And there's got to be some recruiting points to this too, right? Like this has got to um, help. Yeah, there was like I think there was like three recruiting guy recruits here um, last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Elena did the photo shoot for it. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, we're on it. Okay, got a good question for you. Funniest, like moment that you've that you've been wor- since you've been working. We've all got one of those. Oh my God, that was either tragically embarrassing or hilarious. Oh got to hear it. Mine was getting bodied by Malik. Uh, not Malik. Jamar, excuse me. Uh, Daniel Purifoy. I got bodied by. Um, Jamal, my freshman year, like in the face. Dude. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't get bodied by, like, a bigger guy. Yeah. (laughs) How tall are you, Grace? Like, 5'3 on a good day. (sighs) Can you imagine Dylan Carville just putting Grace on the ground, bro? Like, just... He almost put me on the ground. Yeah, he hip-checked me, and I died. Oh, there's also um, freshman year... I think it was the freshman year... My freshman year, Kentucky game. um, When they were all swag surfing on the court. Yeah. Do you remember that? There's, like, this one picture... That like goes around every once in a while, and like me and Caitlin are in the background, but my face in that is like the worst thing ever. And every <laughs> time I see it, I'm like, I hate that picture so much. So that's not a good moment either. But um, yeah, I mean, good pictures, good times, long time ago. So yeah. you'll look back on it one day and miss it for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, that was fun. Well, I'm actually going to take us to a PSA a little early, so we got more time on the back end. Is that cool with you, Thomas Lynn? Sounds great. Save us about a minute on the back end. Uh, you're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1, joined by Grace Shenzing. We're going to talk to her a little bit more about her job and about Auburn men's, men's English is a language that I speak. Let me try that again. About Auburn men's basketball on the other side of this two-minute push and PSA break. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. I'm Harrison Tarr, joined by Thomas Lynn, Zach Card, and Grace Shenzing. Today, it is Friday, February 4th. Getting it's the eve of game day, if you will. It doesn't feel like it, but yeah, yes. it is game day eve. And it always got a home game tomorrow, too. so home home game at Stegman Coliseum in Athens, Georgia. Yeah. We were talking before the break, Grace. You said that you've been you've been bodied by a couple of players. Have either of you guys been bodied yet, Zach? You've got to have been close. 
Uh, yeah, I got bodied by Dylan Carbo when he stormed the court. I meant like working. Oh, working? No. Oh. Mm. Thomas Lynn? I have not. The only time that like I had like something like that was um 2019 after the Iron Bowl, which I wasn't a student here yet. I was at community college, but uh stormed the field. And I was at midfield, and this just tall dude, and he uh, had, like, the recruiting badge around him and stuff. So I knew he was, like, there on a visit. And he, like, stepped all over my white shoes with, like, the blue from the AU logo and, like, ruined them. And it turns out it was Greg Brown. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And which not like this. He did not commit to Auburn, went to Texas, but now he's in the NBA. So it's okay. It's, it's kind of okay. cool. It's okay. Yeah. Well, Grace, I've got a question for you, kind of on a serious note, and then we're going to get back to lighthead, lighthearted. Um, okay. I've talked to you about this before. I've talked to you. You mentioned Caitlin Kiernan about this before. Um, you guys are familiar with Delaney Barrow. She and I have had some cool conversations about this. Women in sports, something we need to, like, promote for sure. We need to yes. get more women in sports. Talk about, for a second, you know, some of the challenges of being 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 a, a woman who works in sports and also the importance of fostering in a, 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 a welcoming environment to encouraging more women to work in sports. Yeah, so I think that – the hardest part about it is that, especially in football, I think more so, um, football game days is hard, you know, walking in and it's like me and maybe one other girl that are walking in on game day and it's like all men. And like, yes, like most most people are like very friendly and nice, but it's also everything's like very competitive when sometimes it shouldn't be. Um, and I think that it's important, you know, to be inclusive when it shouldn't be a competition. We're all there to do the same thing. Um, and we're all there because we love sports and just there to do our job. Um, and I think that, you know, it is like a growing thing that, you know, it, it's getting better. It is. And um, I, Elena and I are the two student photographers that are girls here. And um, we, you know, are trying to get our foot in the door with every sport. Um, and we've really enjoyed being at men's basketball and taking all the pictures and doing social and everything. And um, I hope that, you know, I one day can continue working in sports and, you know, be a woman in sports later on and in my future. So, um, yeah. There's no wrong answer there. I think I think you gave yeah. a great response. And I and I and just one follow up question to that and then we'll yeah. get back to the memes and and, and, <laughs> and the and the and the fun part of yeah. of Auburn Hoops. On behalf of, of, of Zach and, and, and Thomas Lynn and everyone that they stand for, I'm the only senior sitting at this table. Okay. My time's almost gone, guys. I mean, like, I'm, I graduated in May. I'm pretty sure I died. That's what happens when you graduate college, right? We'll yeah, see you. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> that's rude. So for our, our young student media leaders specifically, yeah. but for people in general and for myself included, what can we as, 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 as men do? Like as as men who work in sports, um, who, who have the same passion. You know, we all, we all I think we both agree. Everybody, yeah. We all have the same passion do the same thing. What can we do to help foster that environment to to make it more inclusive so that girls are not scared away, if that makes sense? Girls and women in, in whatever you may have yeah. anywhere in between, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just feel like, you know, be, like, friendly. Like, a lot of people aren't, you know, friendly, like, in the workplace, which, like, there's no reason to not be. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I've experienced that where it's like, you know, you've – you know, you're friends with people, I guess, on social media or something like that, and – um, you walk in and like they just don't even like look at you or something like that and um, I don't know and then just you know treat people all the same way because you know we're all talented people and we're all we're right. all here to do the same thing and um, I don't know I mean one person you know might have a different like creative you know outlook on something that than someone else but um, I don't know we all 
are here to do the same thing. So just, you know, be inclusive and look at everyone the same way. What, I mean, regardless of gender shouldn't matter. So I, I think everybody at this table, I, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I get the privilege of working next to these guys all the time. Yeah. Um, and I can confidently tell you on behalf of both of these guys, I think I can speak to y'all on y'all's behalf. Best boss we've we've ever worked for is Delaney Barrow. Oh, without a doubt, for um, sure. And and I think that Eagle Eye is doing the best part we can. Mm-hmm. But I but I, I genuinely ask that on the behalf of everybody, and I think that it's important that we all try to create that equity. Yeah. Um, because it's it the barrier's stupid, guys. I think that our generation. I I hope that our generation understands that. Yeah, I think that our generation is doing a good job of that too, because I feel like we're seeing more and more of it. Which so. which rocks. Yeah. So, do you guys have any follow up questions on that? Because like I said, this is beneficial to you guys. If not, I'm not putting you on the spot card. No. I'm not putting you on the, spot <laughs> not at the moment. But if, if you I mean if you think of anything, you can always reach out yeah. to Grace and, yeah. and put us in contact with everybody yeah. we can. Always try to uplift people. That's the that's the moral of the story. If you're in this field, uplift one another. Let's not suck and let's not be mean. Yeah. But for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Uh to back to basketball. So so two very serious questions for you. One, is Auburn ever gonna lose again? Ever in the history of basketball. I hope not. Um <laughs> and uh I guess the second part of that is, is there a game on the schedule you're worried about? Mm. We said at Tennessee. And at Arkansas. I think at Arkansas and at Florida. At Florida. Ooh, at Florida is an interesting answer. Okay, trap game. I don't know. I think, yeah, yeah, because I think Florida is always tough. And we were saying in class yesterday, someone said it's already sold out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I always personally worry about Florida because, you know, all my friends – from home to Florida. It's a personal matter. It's a personal matter, Florida, because, yeah, I we always have to beat Florida. Kind of like Card and UGA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you and UGA, too. Hey, I'm a, non-bi- I'm a non-biased journalist here, bro. So along with that, oh. have you prepared yeah, yourself probably. for if or when Auburn loses with the memes no. coming back at Auburn, <laughs> their replies? No. There's no way they can outweigh the Auburn memes, right? No, well, they're gonna I, no, but they'll try. I do not even, like... I am not ready at all for the day that we lose, like the social and everything. It's I not going to be good. It's not. It's going to be so bad. All right, without making the team mad, because I know I know that you have working relationships. Let's make sure we understand that good, healthy working relationships yeah. with the team. Yeah. We definitely got to clarify that today of all days here at Auburn Athletics. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. good, healthy working relationships without pissing them off. Who's your favorite player on the court? Who's who's the most fun to watch? Most fun to watch. Um, I think. I like whoever gives the best reactions. I think personally is the most fun to watch. So I think that KD is really fun to watch. KD, honorable mention, Dylan Cardwell. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I think that Dylan going over to the jungle is something that, like, you know, obviously not all of them do. Right. And I think that um, that is like a special thing between him and the students. So you guys notice her favorite players are the one that give her the best content. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Obviously. I mean, what else? Yeah. Would it be? Yeah. And you know, I mean, I really like. Once Wendell, you know, starts hitting the threes and stuff, that's obviously awesome to watch. Ice, at Icy Win? Yeah, Icy Win. That's cool. Is there, like, anything, like, we didn't touch, like, that you think that people we, people should, like, that you can talk, talk to us about your job? I mean, like, um, what you do rocks. So, like. <laughs> I would say honorable mention for the Auburn bench because, you know, I do love them. I mean, they're fun. Yeah, they are fun. But they need to, you know, step up their TikTok again. They, they need to step up the TikTok. They yeah, do. they do. So They're's- is this the Auburn Tigers TikTok challenging them to step up? Uh, yeah, it sounds it like that. It is That's because what I'm they posted like one thing, like I think like two days ago for the first time in like months. You heard it here on TNT in the morning first. There's a rivalry <laughs> yeah. between Auburn basketball TikTok and Auburn bench TikTok. Yeah. Mmm. 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 Mm. <laughs> we get another. Mmm. We, mm. we might need a representative mm. from both to hop on the show. 
yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't I don't necessarily know how uh, how well that's going to go over with our SIDs. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm uh, I'm actively trying to get in contact, and figure out how to do that. Like, it's but not easy. It, no, it's not. Uh, but the, our SIDs work their tails off. So yeah, that's neither here nor there. All right, Grace. Now you get to do the you get to do our part. Our side of the sports world. Oh, gosh. We're going to pick the uh, SEC games. We're going to go in reverse order since, once again, Auburn is at the top of the rundown. So I'm just going to read them off. What we do for everything except for Auburn is we just pick them outright. And we've got enough time that everybody can kind of give a little blurb, but not long. Kind of keep your blurbs like 20 seconds, uh, if that. And we're just going to card. Usually I kind of like randomize afterwards. Okay. But we'll go around this way so you can kind of get a feel for it. So we've got at the bottom of the lineup on SEC Network at 7.30 p.m. That is Central Time. Mississippi State's going to travel to Fayetteville, Arkansas, take on the Hogs that are on a roll right now. You can get to that game as cheap as $21, and Zach Card is rolling with? Arkansas. Arkansas. Musselman has that group rolling, like you said. Thomas Lynn. Oh, I'm going Arkansas 100%. I do like Mississippi State, though. I think they might be a bubble team to get in, but I got Arkansas at home. Grace? I'd say Arkansas, too, because they've just been on it. I got a hard time not saying Woo Pig Suey, you know me. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with, with the Hogs. Traveling up uh, to the 7 o'clock time slot. This game's on ESPN because everyone wants to watch Kentucky. I snuck, I snuck that one in there, y'all. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Kentucky's going to travel to the airplane hangar that is Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That game's going to be on ESPN. You can get in there for 52 bucks because everyone wants to see Kentucky. Uh, we're going to start with Grace. Who, who are you rolling with in that game? Kentucky. Yeah, UK. Go pick. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kentucky. I think one of my favorite players to watch, Oscar Shubway, is just going to dominate Alabama in the paint. Oh, so. Tata Washington's healthy. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it again, dude. <laughs> Keep coming back to him. Uh, I'm going UK as well. UK. Uh, this just feels like a game Bama wins for no reason. Um, but I think they burned their one good win of, of uh, the this two-week period already. So I'm going to take Kentucky. I don't feel great about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's scary that we all pick Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. And J.D. Davidson's a problem, by the way. Zero points, three assists, and three fouls mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. against Georgia. Anyways, we're sliding up to – I'm on it right now, dude. I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> sliding up to the 5 o'clock time slot. This game's on ES, uh, Excuse me, SEC Network. LSU, number 25 in the country, is going to travel to Nashville, Tennessee. Not a bad place to play a ball game. So you can get in uh, to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. You can get in the doors for $12. And Thomas Lynn is rolling with the – Go get or go Tigers. I almost said go get. I was looking up their roster, but go Tigers. Okay then, <laughs> Grace. Who are we rolling with? I think LSU. LSU. Yeah. Guard? LSU again. Yeah, same. Go Tigers. Oh wait, R.I.P. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking LSU as well. Take a take down Vanderbilt. Got a fun one in College Station on the three o'clock time slot. Uh, the Missouri Tigers are going to travel to Texas A&M take on the Aggies. That's on ESPN two. If you want to go to a ball game, it's only five bucks to get in the stadium. Card, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going with Texas A&M. Texas A&M, Thomas Lynn. Yeah, both teams are ice cold right now, but I'm going to go with A&M at home. Texas A&M. Missouri's due for a win. They, they played Florida close. Granted, that was at home, but there's no one in the stands because that's wild ice storm that they had to bump up and flex times. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Missouri Tigers. I don't feel good about any of these picks this week, with the exception of Kentucky. Actually, I don't feel good about that anyways. <laughs> anyways. We're going to slide up to the 2.30 time slot, which if this is football season, this would be prime time, which this game would not make sense. The Ole Miss Rebels, who are objectively not very good at basketball this year, are going to travel to the University of Florida in Gainesville, take on the Gators. You can get into that game for $13. And since it's your home state, we're going to start with you, Grace. Who are you taking? Um, probably Florida. Good pick. 
I'm going to go with Ole Miss in this one. Florida's still without Colin Castleton. They had their backup centers now out for the year, so they're really low in the paint. So I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Card, who you got? Gators at home. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Gators at home as much as I want to take that 1-3-1 defense because I hate watching it. I'm going to take Florida to take down Ole Miss. Sliding up to the other noon game, number 22, Tennessee, is going to travel to Columbia, the lovely village of Columbia, South Carolina. I hope you heard that sarcasm in my voice. That game's going to be on CBS. You can get in the arena for $21, and Thomas Lynn Murphy's going to take the Volunteers. Right on. Grace? Uh, Tennessee. Card? Vols. Yeah, Vols around the board on that one, so that means Carolina will probably win the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now we got to, we're to the last one on our block. We've got two minutes flat to get this one done. We're going to start uh, with card. We're just going to work around the table. Number one, the number one Auburn Tigers are traveling to Stegman Coliseum to take on the UGA Bulldogs, who really, really stink at basketball this year. That game's going to be on SEC Network. You can get in the, do- the the doors for eighty four bucks, so the prices have gone down. That's good. Card, who you who you taking? And give me a score, please. Uh, Auburn, clearly, and I'm going to go. Let's go eighty five seventy one. 85-71, Tigers by 14. Let's hear it, Thomas Lynn. Um, I'm going to go with a blowout win in Auburn's favor. I can't wait to watch Katie Johnson return to Georgia and play the oh, one win in the SEC, Georgia Bulldogs. Over the I University of Alabama. Yeah, I can't remember who they beat. but <laughs> Give me they, a score, Thomas Lynn. Oh, Lord, I'm going to go like 92 to like 69. Nice. All right, Grace. Um, Obviously, Auburn um, – I don't know. I don't do scores. I don't know. How many do you think they'll win by? Um, at least 15. At least 15. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So, we've taken Auburn around the table. In the past, people have given me grief because I always go last because I'm an e- egotistical person. Not actually. I hope you guys don't actually think that. <laughs> but I always go last. I always wind up giving a curse out to Auburn. But I haven't done it this basketball season, and I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to take the Tigers. I'm going to take the Tigers by 17. I like them. What's that math work out to? 92-75. That sound okay to you guys? I like 90 points in this game. That UGA defense is bad. I agree. I do too. So, I think that's going to wrap up TNT in the morning for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. You're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm joined by Zach Card, Thomas Lynn Murphy. Thank you for coming on today, Grace. Hope you had a good time. Yes, thank you for having me. Go and plug your social. What's your Twitter? Grace Shenzing. Is it just at Grace Shenzing? Yeah. Okay, just at Grace Shenzing. Go give her a follow. I'm Harrison Tarr. You guys... Be safe. Have a safe weekend. Try to stay dry. Good luck with that one. If you're traveling to Athens, please be careful. I know the roads are going to be nasty and the traffic's going to be bad. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys same place, same time next week right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. On behalf of myself and my co-host, Harrison Tarr, thanks for listening to TNT in the Mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.